Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another Money Show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo and J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford and Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area to bring you information you may not find on those other financial radio shows. We are aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. And uh, I realized we recorded before Thanksgiving last time, and I don't know if I ever said Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. My whole schedule is up. Every time, you know, when you get to the holiday season, it's hard to keep everything straight. So we hope you had a good Thanksgiving, even though this is a week now, late, two weeks late. Who even knows anymore? We're on Happy Easter, too, because I'm sure you missed that. So wait, wait, probably did. Yeah. Irrelevant. I, I think I've sent so many emails this week that I was like, Hey, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving last week. I was like, oh, that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> Good work. Yeah. All right. What a mess. Just say happy you know what holidays. What's that? Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not a mess. It's going to the moon again. Oh my God. It's so ridiculous to watch this. I can't believe it's skyrocketing again. No, this but is great. It's a good diversion. It's a great distraction. You know, we are now 33.8 trillion in debt. Kids. I try to remind you often, make sure you go to www.usdebtclock.org. Sooner or later, that number that you see in the top left corner is going to become problematic. So I just want you to remember, we've been reminding you to check in on it. By the way- Nobody cares. It doesn't yeah, matter, JR. Right. I can't tell you this enough. Debt doesn't right. matter. It's fake. Get blue in the face because I'm not done. You know, it's funny. I, I think about the things everybody else does. I heard a lot the last week about fantasy football. I heard about upsets. You know, you, you think I worry too much, and I think that that is probably true. I don't think most people, nice how I didn't say you, I don't think most <laughs> people worry enough. So you know what life is? Life is moderation. The good thing about life, we need to meet in the middle. I am a short, fat man. I want to eat six Krispy Kreme donuts. You know what? Yeah, I looking at me, I should only eat one. So I'll eat three. I'll eat zero. Have you guys yeah, ever no, heard of, uh, I'm coming in early today. Have you guys ever heard of Whole Foods or Sprouts? No, there's look at a, JR's body. That's not oh, a There's a McDonald's well, after the box. And, <laughs> I, and, you know. And Steak and Shake. But so those two are, those two um, um, food stores I just mentioned, grocery stores, they have very healthy options for you and they have very healthy donuts. So I, no, I, no, I, got idea, I, eat, I recommend though not eating six donuts from Krispy Kreme, maybe six donuts from like Sprouts. A little bit. All right. These are the express opinions of our producer, Jim, only not of your radio hosts. We know better. I do like six to disclaimer. Donuts. That's my financial advice for you. 
And you know, if you buy a dozen, some of these places give you 13. Have you ever heard of that? A baker's dozen. So now we're mixing nutrition and diet advice with financial savvy advice. So you're very well, According to you and your 10 pillars, the world's going to end World War Three. So you know what? Eat two dozen donuts because nothing matters. It's all going to be a nuclear holocaust. So. Amen. And you know what? Would you rather go out with broccoli on your breath or donuts? Act accordingly. Choose wisely. All the stuff I say. We want you to be proactive, not reactive. Eat donuts now before the Holocaust gets closer. <laughs> so speaking of, apparently today's just going to go off the rails right away. So Jim put something on the screen here, screen here that he screenshotted. I'm going to read it because I find it interesting. By 2030, we predict that Bitcoin could reach a high of $120,000. Other crypto analysts suggest even higher price targeting ranging from 427,000 to 1 million per Bitcoin. Keep in mind that all Bitcoin forecasts are predictions. Oh, thank goodness they put that little, hey, you know, I think Beanie Babies and the Pet Rock are coming back. And guess what? I'm gonna value them now to be proactive and not reactive. I want you prepared, not scared. So get out your pet rocks. Actually, when the when the uh, financial system utterly collapses, it, it is better to have the pet rock than the beanie baby. When we start throwing stuff at each other, when we start throwing rocks yeah, at each other. It's a hard asset. Let me let me hold on to your Bitcoin yeah. for you. Yes. So I love I love predictions. I'm always careful when we bring these news articles to you because ninety percent of it that we bring to you is opinion piece, not fact. We always we're bring not good at math. It's like a hundred percent opinion. No, that's not true. Some of them are what's happened. We bring you information that has already happened, and those we get statistics and facts. So thank you very much for correcting me. So anyway, it's when you read an article, you are getting somebody's opinion, not their fact. I can tell you some of the stuff that we've read to you over the year and a half has been very, very accurate. We, we, what we're waiting for is bigger things to happen. But while we wait, we're giving you all the little stuff. I mean, you know, and I do all this work so you don't have to. I watch a bunch of videos. I read a bunch of articles. I talk to a bunch of people. I glean all the information I can out of this stuff. And we bring it to you each week. Some of what I would like to bring to you this week, we're watching the borders once again. Guess what? Guess what? Oh, and today, Ukraine, by the way, Ukraine, If you, we're, we're trying to do another big funding package. I thought Ukraine was over. I hadn't heard anything in a while. So I just thought it was behind us and, and we moved on. We got to- the Gaza Strip now. Yes. Somebody, Ukraine's, yeah. Or, yeah, Ukraine's not uh, the sexy war of the evening. Right. Speaking of sex. About it. I dated a woman when I was in college, and her name was the Gaza Strip, but it was totally unrelated to the matter in hand. So that, that's another story. That's for another show. Make sure you join us on our podcast. We'll, we'll bring that one out. So by the way, the stuff with the border, it's getting a little bit uh, ramped up here in Arizona. I know the rest of the country is seeing, <laughs> they're already starting to see things. New York, good job. New York's trying to undo their sanctuary city status. They're saying to people to go away. You, do you realize that the current administration is is putting in place a policy to use, a can't make this up, to use National Park Service lands to house migrant camps? So, and then what happens though? If the president of China comes over, are we going to clean them up temporarily and uh, clean up all the uh, 
excrement and so forth. I, sorry, I shouldn't be snippy like that. But th- this is true. Stop They're apologizing. Trying- it's your show. Well, I don't want to bring in excrement into the show. So, I mean, that's a little pushing it. That's all you, you know, bring every week. That's, that's what I bring to people. Wow. It's really <laughs> not. It's pick on dare day. But luckily, I am feisty and scrappy. And I can handle myself today because I'm tired. I'm tired of watching all this stuff and knowing that more people give a rat's you know what about the mass Singer and about fantasy football than they do about our financial problems. You know what's so funny? By the time that you see how right I am and how on track I am, it's going to be too late. Like my big I told you so is not going to matter at all. You know, the the banks, we were, we're going to get to the banks. Sandy said last week's show was good, but she said we talked too much bank again. She said it's every week. Well, and you know what? I have news for you, Sandy, and others that are, you know, gracing us with their presence. Thank you so much for being here, by the way. So the bank thing, I'm going to talk about it every single week. So it keeps fresh on your mind because I know that it's going the wrong way. I have some examples for today, but let me finish up with the national parks. So the the policy to house migrants in national parks, this this is a good one. You know, we're housing them at O'Hare Airport. We're housing people at, at different senior communities. We're housing them at hotels. There's becoming a lot of people here that are visiting the country that, that and apparently they want to stay. But uh, so believe it or not, the politicians, our elected officials, our representatives, had to put together a House resolution to fight this. So when you're resting, look up the new H.R. 5283. This this resolution will prohibit the usage of national park service lands to house migrant camps. We actually have to put laws in place to say, we want you new residents here, but not here. So we are flooded. Arizona is under the microscope this week. And A, yes, this is financial because when people get here, we have to feed them. We have to give them bus fare and plane fare and cell phones and food and water and the stipend to get by. I heard at one point that people in the city of Chicago are getting 9000 I haven't vetted or verified yet. I just heard it recently. $9,000 a month. If that is true... Guess where I'm going? I'm going back home to sweet home Chicago. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick up a uh, a uh, bulletproof vest or something on my way, but I'm going to go back home if it's nine grand a month and quit my job. Anyway, Lukeville, Arizona is in the spotlight. We have a border station where you can get to Mexico. This is where all the people from Arizona go through the border to go to Rocky Point. What is it? Puerto Panasco? So they have closed it and now... Instead of whatever it was, three or four hour travel to Rocky Point, now it's seven hours because you have to go to one side or the other to get through. But some videos came out this week that show even though they closed that border station, there's a huge encampment right there. There's a huge line. People are starting to fight. They're fighting because people are trying to cut in line. There's people fighting at the border at Lukeville on coming in here in an orderly fashion. There's a lot of them. If you get a chance, start doing a little search and find these videos. It is shocking. Well, JR, but that it doesn't affect me. I'm up in Peoria. I'm in Sun City. I'm in Glendale. Doesn't affect me. You are correct. It doesn't affect you. But let me add the word yet, because this is it's I've been telling you for a year and a half, it's growing legs. It's getting worse. But, you know, the poor people 
We have friends that go to Rocky Point regularly. We have one friend named Carrie who actually has a place there. So she goes and stays there. She, so she's, this is insane. You are flooding our borders with people. And by the way, it's, it's, look at the videos. There's a whole bunch of people from other countries other than Mexico. So if you still think this is just Mexico coming here, I got news for you. You know, say, say hi to Africa, China, and some other countries because it's, it's very varied. But anyway, so the people of the U.S., they're once again being put in the back seat. They, they have to go out of their way and they have all kinds of problems. And the people coming in the country are being welcomed with open arms. You want me to take a breath or you want me to keep going on that? What do you want me to do, Anthony? What do you- yeah, you should really slow down a little bit. I, I don't know why it's taking me this long to realize how fast you talk right now. I'm excited. Like regular, your regular presentations, your indoor speaking voice. I have stuff to say. I've only got one hour to get two hours worth of stuff crammed in. Two hours right, worth well, of- I won't bother you get it out. <laughs> See, well, <laughs> I'll step aside. You say what you need funny. to say. It's just funny because if people are going about their business like nothing is wrong. And it's funny because I just, you know, and I know you're like, Jerry, you've done what you can do. You've paid down debt. You know, you've you've picked up some hard assets. You've you've bought some land. I mean, I I've done what I can. Me. You already know What's what that? I have to say. You said, you don't even need me. You already know what I have to say. That is correct. So my thing is, though, it's like, do I want to stop worrying about things now and have a nice day? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm called to make people think and open their eyes a little bit. And it's funny because I used to think all the, all my worry about stuff, what if I'm wrong? You know, I mean, the least I used to think was, you know, I'm, I'm on the right track, but what if it's not for 20 years? You know, I mean, why, why should I pay down debt? Why should I do the things that I do if nothing's going to hit the fan until 20 years out? I, I, A, because it's the right thing to do. And B, it's like, man, it, this is going to be really, really bad. You know, we focus in on the financial system, but you, you're getting ready to go into 2024. So what what do I keep talking about? Healthcare, borders, politics, you know, the, the insolvent political stuff, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, it's all in deep trouble. It's all coming at once. And I don't think it's going to be good. So I feel like I can't relax and start playing fantasy football and worrying about the things that most people do because I'm called to get excited and get upset and keep talking about it. And I'm sorry. And you know, there's even little stuff as I go through these articles, notice how I slowed my talking. So going through these articles, watching videos, the pop-ups, it's so it's so hard to get to the information. Everybody still wants all our money. We still have to look at the amount of ads and the the importance of the ad revenue on YouTube. You know, skip this ad, skip this. You know, I mean, guess which finger I use when I push skip ad after the five seconds. It's just, it's very intrusive, by the way. YouTube, Facebook, all these things. So us at uh, Another Money Show have a YouTube channel. So if you are one of those people trying to skip ads on YouTube, check out Another Money Show on YouTube. And we are not popular enough to have ads. Right. We are not monetized. You don't have to donate to us. All you have to do is like, share, subscribe. You know, the same thing everybody else has to do. We don't have the little button with a dollar sign saying to give us a a gift of thanks. We don't have a tip jar on our desk. You come in and see us. Can we start doing that? Yes. I think that's fine. Talk to your broker dealer. Talk to your... The 
tip culture thing is just getting absolutely obnoxious. So I just bought tickets for my dad's side. Hannah loves the Princess Bride, and they're doing that all puppet players theater thing downtown where they make like parody shows of old movies. So like for Christmas, they'll do Die Hard, which is hilarious. But I bought the tickets. Of course, they have the Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Stop, stop. Die Hard, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here, Jim. It's a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a great movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. Definitely. It's more just like Gremlins. Get out of here, Jim. The Shining is more of a Christmas movie. Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and I will die on this hill. The Shining is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Well, yeah. What do you think we watch on Christmas Eve every year? I don't know. <laughs> the way to bring the family. Together. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. What do you watch every year on Christmas? We're the last house on the left. The hills have eyes of the shining. Of course, <laughs> we're more family. Yeah. So I order these tickets, right? So of course you buy the tickets. Then you pay the extra ten percent on fees, and then they were asking for a donation there too, and it defaults. So if you're not paying attention, they're defaulting to adding another ten bucks to my bill. And then it gives you some options to click, you know, percentages or dollar amounts. None of them are zero. You have to go in and enter a custom amount and write zero to make sure that they're not sneaking in this extra fee. So if you are ordering anything online, be on the lookout for stuff like that, because that one was new to me. I had seen a picture, you know, somebody had sent something on Reddit um, about these default tips coming up on, you know, some things that don't deserve tips and this was one of them so i got to see it in real life so be careful of that that's that's funny yeah i'm noticing it everywhere i mean you order a pizza you go pick up the pizza you go to pay for the pizza and they have their hand out for a tip it's like i just spent 50 dollars on a deep dish pizza large chicago classic of course you know by the way michael c roger you guys in sun city who put pineapple on your pizza get out of here with that (laughs) I'm going to hear about this later. So, yeah, no, it's getting out of hand. This this tipping is, you know, you, I remember when you were complaining about Uber changing. Uber was meant to be different than the taxi service. Now it's the same thing, maybe worse. Now it's like they won't pick you up if you have a bad rating. I'm being blacklisted from Uber and Lyft. What is Oh, you know, if you don't pre-tip for Uber Eats Meals or one of those companies, um, your stuff will get picked up last. So they want you to throw a tip on before you even receive the service. Before you even know if your order is right, if it's on time, if it's all messed up, they want you throwing money at it. That is interesting. Sorry to cut you off, JR. It is interesting, though, the difference between U.S. tipping and how here, you know, the word tipping, you're actually doing a gratuity service for somebody and doing them a favor. That's kind of the definition of tipping, I would think. But here in America, it's kind of understood that, yeah, you must pretty much you must tip and you must you must give a pretty good percentage where in Canada tipping is actually not expected at all they don't they don't tip anywhere really once in a while they will but it's not expected there are some restaurants that are going that direction and I love it because they should pay each other what you know these people are living wage why is it my job to pay their wages and don't get me wrong I was a delivery driver in college you know that was very much a tip-based job and I, of course, I would get upset if people didn't tip. Um, and I'm not saying don't tip. You should be tipping if you're ordering pizzas and you're getting your service, you know, at a bar, restaurant, whatever. But that's, it's a societal thing. 
restaurants should be getting away from those. But again, we talked about it over the last few episodes. We're not raising wages. You know, the cost of living of everything's going up and no one's being paid for it. So am I uh, interrupting something, Jer? No, not at all. I'm just getting bored. <laughs> oh, good. No, the tips, I mean, we all feel it. We we all know it's a problem. It's getting worse. And it does go back to that whole thing about a living wage. I mean, the people are are jumping onto this tip culture because they need more money. You know, even though gas came way down, which, by the way, explain that to me. And by the way, I'm going to bring it up again. I haven't run up in months. Don't get used to $3.50 gallon of gas. It's going to go up again. OPEC this week is starting to play around again. They're talking about flooding our markets. And yeah, they're 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 not happy. So yeah, it's it's going to go up again. But anyway, no, it's just people need to add to their salary in any way they can. And this tipping seems to be, a lot of people tip out of guilt, by the way. You know, I've noticed if there's a tip jar, I won't mention her name, but there's somebody that lives in my house that actually, she'll put a buck or two in every tip jar she sees. And it's like, you're not tipping because they did anything special for you. You just went to Mr. Good Sense and bought a, oh boy, I'm going to hear about, I'm going to hear about sprouts again from Jim. You just went to Mr. Good Sense. Of course, she bought a, a whole wheat sandwich with nothing but dry turkey and veggies with bean sprouts on it because she has no will to live. Anyway, there's a tip jar. She puts a bucket. I'm like, you just paid like $9 for this sandwich. You've got these people that barely acknowledge you when you went through the door. They didn't do anything special for you. And you feel like you have to tip. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't at all. I feel a little hair of guilt, like, but it's like, it's, it's gotten out of line. I mean, a tip, you know what it means, Jim? You asked about tipping what it means. To ensure proper service. It means I get good service from you. The person that- It's a bribe? What's, it's like a bribe, yeah. Yeah, I don't want you spitting in my food. I don't want you dropping my waffle. What was that movie years ago with the Waiting. restaurant? Waiting, yes, that was a classic. Right. You don't want dinner on Christmas, Jim. We watched that at Groundhog Day. But anyway, um, yeah, no, tipping is getting out of hand. But and, and I'm still bored with that. Let's move on. So <laughs> should we get right into the banks? I mean, I don't want to run out of time for the banks, but there's a couple new updates that we have to tell you about. One is I, I get to do this every single day of my life. I did it again yesterday with a young lady that was in the office, brand new client. Thank you so much for trusting us. So I had to bring her. She, she was going to do a Roth IRA with a bank. And I said, I can give you a couple of reasons. You may want to at least know what else is out there. I was like, she wants safety. She doesn't want the volatility of stocks and bonds. So she was going to do a bank. And I said, I may have a solution for you. You know, she's she's doing a five-year Roth IRA. So we talked about the rules being 59 and a half, having one for five years. We talked about the tax ramifications. So bottom line, I said, your bank has 1.10% coverage through the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. And I showed her FDIC.gov, take a little search bar, put in DIF, which stands for Depositor Insurance Fund. And she, that kind of surprised her. She was like, so that that really could be a problem. I'm like, yep, yep, that, that could be a problem. So get over to an insurance company. We, we showed very much parallels in how it works. We're going to do a five-year term. At the end of the five years, you can it's liquid. You can move it. You can move part of it. You can let it roll over, whatever you want to do. You can add to it. We did a great one for her that she can fund every year. And I showed her, you're going to have more than 100% guaranteed coverage on your money. So I, I think with the banks, you really need to look at that FTIC.gov. 
I think you also need to familiarize yourself with the term bail-in. Do I have insider information like Martha Stewart that it's going to happen? I do not. Do I feel in my heart and stomach that there's a good chance it's going to happen? I do. So I think people should at least know what it is, know what would happen if it occurred, and then act accordingly. If you know everything about your financial product, you'll never have buyer's remorse. If if I tell you about a bail-in and it doesn't happen, so what? You know more than 90% of this country. But if I don't tell you about it and it does happen, we have a big problem. That's always my Boy Scout in me. If you have it, you don't need it, so what? If you need it and you don't have it, you have a problem. And I'm not. I don't know how you say that we don't really have insider information on that because, you know, a few weeks ago we played the clip from the FDIC talking about it and how it is a possibility. I mean, that's them saying it. That's not insider information. That's pretty close. Yes, they told you what they're capable and likely to do. They, they, uh, to paraphrase, were too dumb to use that information. You know what the problem with that information is? Who cares? We offered to people. Call in the office, text us, email us, reach out to us, and we'll provide you the entire video. You know how many people texted, called, or emailed? I, and I'm going to give you an approximation. Oh, none. 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 Actually, I do it's think awesome. we had one early on. I think the not this last time that we played it, but I do think the first time we had somebody call in. That made me happy. So one? if you are one of these people and you want to see this FDIC video, give us a call, 623-523-0444. Or uh, you can find us online, anothermoneyshow.com, or you can email us directly at team at anothermoneyshow.com. If you have a question on any of the things that we're talking about, because I know that some of it seems far-fetched, but we can back up everything we say. So if you want the proof, reach out, team at anothermoneyshow.com. This is Another Money Show, except this one's different. This one's actually fun. Do you have a vision for what you want your retirement to look like? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. (sighs) Planning for retirement can be overwhelming. A survey from GoBankingRates shows that one-third of Americans don't think they know enough about retirement. And they're probably right. So if you fall into that category, how do you know where to begin? Well, you've got to know where you want to go before you start planning how to get there. That's where having a smart vision for your retirement comes in. Whether you want to be a jet-setter during your retirement years, want to take it easy in a quiet cabin in the woods, or start a new adventure by opening your own business, you should set that goal and keep it in mind throughout your working years. Retirement expert Dean Wagenspach said during a recent TED Talk, I want to challenge all of us to redefine retirement away from depart, remove, withdrawal to a new definition, a blending of pay, passion, and purpose. Still, retirement looks different for everyone. Sit down with your spouse and talk about your retirement goals. That will make it easier to determine how fiscally responsible you need to be now and how much income you'll need to make it happen after you retire. That's right, I said income. More and more retirees are finding that cash flow is more important than one big nest egg number. That's when you want to say, hey, listen, I want to start thinking about all of this accumulation that I've done through these decades of working How do I begin to think about turning what I've saved and what I've accumulated into paychecks after I retire? That's Lee Baker, president of Apex Financial Services, speaking to CNBC. 
He says annuities are a great option for most retirees to generate an income you can never outlive. That's especially important since life expectancy has grown over the years, so you'll need to plan for a longer period of time than you may think. So, do you have a smart vision for your retirement years? That's a key question to consider as you start planning how to get there. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Thanks for joining us this week on Another Money Show. We're glad to be with you as we are every Saturday at noon on 960 The Patriot. And don't forget, if you've missed any part of today's show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to keep a lookout for clips of this episode and previous shows on YouTube, youtube.com. Another Money Show, again, youtube.com, and search Another Money Show. It's This Week in History. This Week in History, some significant pop culture and music notes to pass along. On this date, December 9th, 1956, a Charlie Brown Christmas first aired on American television. It was the first TV special based on the comic strip Peanuts by Charles M. Schultz. The idea for the special was initially met with skepticism from both CBS executives and the production team, hindsight being 2020. However, it went on to become a massive critical and commercial success and has since become a beloved holiday tradition for many. And I think, in my opinion, personally, number one, you can't get into the Christmas or holiday spirit until you've watched Charlie Brown Christmas. It's one of those movies along with, say, A Christmas Vacation, the Home Alone series, Throw the Grinch in there. All those movies with Charlie Brown Christmas has stood the test of time. Also, this week in history, December 10th, 1966, the Beach Boys went to number one on the U.S. singles charts with the song Good Vibrations. All right, wrapping up this week in history, let's touch on the new income tax brackets for 2024. The U.S. Federal Income Tax Code currently has seven tax rates, 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, and 37%. Each of those rates applies to a specific range of taxable income. For tax year 2024, each of the seven rates will apply to the following new income tax brackets, and this is just for single filers. 10% income up to $11,600, 12% income over $11,600, 22% income over $47,150, 24% income over $100,525, 32% income over $191,950, 35% income over $243,725, and 37% income over $609,350. Again, that is just for single filers. And I understand, of course, I just spit out a lot of numbers there, and that is why you have to call JR and Anthony because taxes in retirement, they're often more complex than they were during your working years. And that tax season, as we get into the new year, it comes very, very quickly. So give JR and Anthony a call. They will answer all of your questions. Ask them about Roth conversions. If you're interested in deleting future taxes that you would be paying during your 30 plus year retirement. So again, you can reach out to JR and Anthony, 623 523 or visit anothermoneyshow.com. Two very trusted and worthy advisors, very professional right there, a family practice in Sun City, Arizona. Again, that phone number, 623-523-0444, or again, log on and visit the website, anothermoneyshow.com.
You're listening to Another Money Show. So I went back to the banks for a second. Let me just give you a couple of things that you may want to look into. You may not. Up to you. So Bank of America, one of the big three, one of our favorites. There's a class action lawsuit going on in the state of Florida. $500,000 settlement, which is nothing to these banks. We always deal with millions on these, uh, you know, felonies and class action lawsuits and fines and all this. And this one's a small one. But it's just a new one. So I, I read about this and I thought it's interesting. Apparently, <laughs> they the Bank of America was having debt collectors reach out to people, but there's rules on how they can do that. So this this lawsuit is saying that these people were contacted between 9 p.m. and 8 the next morning. So you had debt collectors calling you after 9 o'clock at night or before 8 o'clock in the morning. And so that's that's bad. I don't want that to happen. Luckily, most of the country's gotten rid of their landline. So all you have to do is turn your ringer off on your cell phone or put it in the other room, you know, get less radiation that way, too. By the way, Apple, Apple has a big thing going on. New titanium, it's like Apple, whatever it is, 15 or 26 or whatever the hell we're on now. Titanium, I heard that word like titanium. What the hell is that? I got an idea for you. Fix the screen. Fix the glass first. Why don't you make my glass screen out of titanium? So every time I drop it less than two feet, it doesn't crack. And it, <laughs> oh, Sorry, I'm passionate about my cell phone right now because it cracked again. And now it's getting hard to look at my screen because there's so many, it's like a spider web. But I'm almost at the two-year mark, so I can get a new one. Did I mention, by the way, like uh, almost two years ago, I got a cell phone. The power cord didn't come with it. Did I mention that one? Yeah, yeah, I paid $800 for a phone. You know, it wasn't the new generation. It was a Samsung 5 or whatever. And then I had to pay another $19.99 for the power cord. That's a true story. But anyway, so Apple, yeah, titanium. Work on your screen first. Make that out of titanium. So this class action lawsuit, that's not even what was shocking to me is that they had people trying to, you know, harass you at night. To to exclude yourself from this class action settlement because the most you can get, depending on how many people get the settlement, the most you can get is $500. Well, I mean, if you called me at nine o'clock at night once, I don't deserve 500 bucks. If you called me every night for three months, like, I don't know, you, you know, forget you. I want that money. But what really occurred to me, depending on how big this situation is, $500,000 is nothing. So if you want to exclude yourself and you want to go after them for $10,000 because they've made your life a nightmare, you can only do this via mail. I found that interesting. You know, when you, whenever you get these postcards, you can go on their website, you can go online. They, they make it kind of easy to do business with these big class action lawsuits. Not this one. It specifically says you cannot use email, you cannot use telephone, you cannot use the website, you can only mail in your paperwork. So all they're trying to do there is basically get people to go away like usual, switching gears. Because we always talk about Wells, B of A, and Chase. Let's talk about U.S. Bank for a second. Let's name banks when we want to rant about the banks. U.S. Bank slash U.S. Bank Corp. It has already closed 175 branches in 2023. There's a list of ones that have closed, are getting ready to close. Arizona, we've got 14 of them. Closest one to me that I found was on 10733 West Peoria Avenue in Sun City. So if you bank it if you bank at US Bank and it was convenient to go to 107th in Peoria, bad news for you, it's closing. My question, Anthony, you maybe you can help me and clarify things. What, what if the banks are okay, if the economy's okay, if we're gonna stop raising interest rates and start lowering them next year, if everything's okay, why are these banks closing? 
massive amounts of branches. Why is what what is going on? What's the uh, which bank? I just texted you a screenshot earlier today. Which well, bank? I know what you're talking about. Um, it's because none of them are in great shape, and there's no just everything in this market in this economy is in extremes. There's no slow, steady growth. It it goes for businesses. It goes for the stock market. We can't just have slow, steady growth. They have to make massive investments and then cut massive costs over and over and over. So you sent me a, an article about Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is about to lay off a ton of people because people aren't quitting because there's a, a tough, weird job market out there. And they're saying that they're going to have to pay nearly a billion dollars in, uh, what's the, the term for it? I want to say restitution. Severance, severance package money. For people. So that, that was unexpected. They're going to have to pay severance. I was like, you know what? You, that's actually a controlled cost because you could just not lay off a ton of people, especially if you're making so much money. Let's see what the stock is doing. So they're about to fire a bunch of people, but the stock is up today. Year to date is up seven percent. That's awesome. That's a good robust. That's a good growth track. I like that. But uh, apparently, going up seven percent when you're a multi-billion-dollar industry is not uh, good enough to keep jobs. Instead, they would rather lose a billion firing a bunch of people. Which again, they'll probably rehire in a couple of months because all of this is cyclical. There's nothing consistent. It's constantly moving. And I don't know why all these businesses feel like that's a must, but it's normal. It's very normal. Well, it says that they are worth $162 billion as a company. That's their market. $162 billion. And they're, they're thinking that the severance packages alone in one quarter is going to be $1 billion. How many quarters in a year? Isn't there like three or five or something? So let's just see, let's go in the middle. Let's say there's four quarters in each year. So if you take a billion dollars each quarter, that's $4 billion. That's nothing to sneeze at. I don't know, man. And here I am just trying to- I mean, they pay that more in uh, lawsuits for you know fraudulent cases and stealing money from people and not listening to SEC and all that other fun stuff that they do. So they probably should have expected this. Well, and the whole thing, it's, it's, how does it end? I mean, are we going to have a bail-in? What, how does this end? I, I guess, I, no, nobody knows. I just know all these red flags keep going. They keep going. They keep going. So, and, and I, all we want to do is have one person, one couple, one family at a time. So we can't do anything about a billion dollar severance package payout from Wells. We can't do anything about U.S., closing branches. All we can do is warn you. We have solutions for you. I mean, we talk about insurance companies all the time. I have a question for you, Anthony. You know, you always say the word annuity. You can equate it to the word pension. So a pension with an annuity company on your own, you know, you put in so much money, you get a pension. What other product besides an annuity can you have lifelong income? Like if, if you're drawing a pension out of your 401k, or if you're drawing a pension on your own, out of your stocks, bonds, money market, CDs, bank, all that. When you run out of money, you're out of money. So let's you're not say- drawing a pension from those accounts. You're, you're drawing income. You're making withdrawals, but assets fluctuate in value. 
I understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to make a, a point. I'm trying to make a point that if you had a half a million dollars in stocks, bonds, CDs, whatever it is, and you're retired now and you're 75 and you're drawing down, say, three grand a month, 36,000 a year, roughly, and you run out of that $500,000 when you're 86, what happens? The money stops. So it is like your pension, whether you do it manually or whether you do it through no, your company or whatever. Confuse people with the terminology. A pension, if you set it for life, will never run out. I know that's what you're trying to get to. But you but can't the, draw a pension from your 401k. You can make withdrawals. You can draw income. But it's not a pension. It's not the same thing. Living but people don't understand that. Not you're, saying, you're saying don't confuse people with the terminology, but a lot of people don't understand what you're saying. We always talk about lifetime income. And they're like, that, 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 that. You know what does that mean? And we try to tell people, you know, these these fixed these pensions and these annuities, these insurance companies. If you're drawing three thousand a month and you run out of money at eighty six, you keep getting your pension till you're one hundred and three or whatever. You cannot get that with your own money. So yes, income can run out. Your assets can shrink. I just I want to know if people understand that we have solutions for banking money, for stocks, for bonds. Am I giving specific recommendations or advice? Of course not. I want people to know the general ideas on what's out there and know that we need to educate people. I mean, it's just, it's well, so first funny. Thing first is getting out of debt, not owing anything to anybody, you know? I mean, we have people come in all the time that want to invest and we say it's not a good time. So you start there, you build your base, then you focus on income because you can screw up assets. Anyone can screw up assets. The market can screw up assets. I saw in articles, like one of those market uh, research magazines or whatever, where people write in and they've got, you know, this woman says, I just lost 7% in one month on my IRA and I'm in my 60s. Well, I can't, I can't afford to lose 7%. What if I lose 7% the following month? And what if I lose 7% the next month? And what do I do? I need advice. Should I get professional help? I was like, these people shouldn't be in the market. Obviously, you don't understand fluctuations. It doesn't always just go up. Wait, you know, what? 7%, what? you know, in one month. She's forgetting that we've had three years of practically straight up, you know, almost 18 years, if you go all the way back to 2008, of just straight up with a couple of bubbles in here. So the 7%, what does that really mean? I mean, that's 7% of money you probably shouldn't have earned, period. So you're still up high, but, you know, they get, a lot of people kind of get short-sighted and they don't see the big picture and they sure don't understand investments. And I know when we talk about annuities, people get scared because it's something new. It's not something they're used to. And they've been sold on how terrible they are because other people are trying to sell them stocks and bonds, even though, you know, if they, it's fine to be afraid of annuities and to, you know, because you, we can learn, you can learn about anything, but don't come in with a super confidence in your stocks and bonds and mutual funds that you've had for 60, 70 years because people, you still don't understand them. You don't really know what that stock or that bond means. And especially when it comes into bond funds versus individual bonds, you know, people don't know what they have. They may understand that a, stock. Actually, I, I doubt people even understand that stock is ownership in a company. I don't know that most people who own stocks know what stocks are, yet they're comfortable with them because they're told to be. And that's the biggest issue. 
Well, and, you know, they're bombarded with people saying annuities are bad. Well, yeah, because they're trying to sell you something else. I mean, you hit on it. The information that they have access to is is a lot of times slanted negatively. I mean, I can tell you right now, I mean, I've been in the job almost 30 years. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen good and bad financial products. I, I, I still think there's good and bad annuities. I think there are good and bad annuity carriers. I think the whole key to all this is education. What you've always been presented is sales over education. I think it should be education over sales. I don't mind stocks and bonds. I always have thought people should be moderation back to the Krispy Kreme donuts. I think you should ladder money out. I think you should have a good income. I think you should have a good emergency fund. You should have some cash at home. You should have some short-term money in the banks to pay your bills. I think you should realize that, you know, I mean, these banks right now, given this 5% on a CD, it's like, do you realize that an insurance company can do something that, that very closely mirrors that? You can do a one-year or a three-year or a five-year fixed annuity with an insurance company. So instead of the bank where you get 1.1% coverage through your FDIC coffers, now you're getting 100% coverage. It works the same way. You get to the end of the year. You get a 30-day window. You can walk away. You can take part of it out. If the rates are favorable, you can roll it. You can do whatever you want. You know what the problem is with this product? Nobody is, they don't know it exists. The advisors in general shy away from this knowledge because guess what? It doesn't pay us enough. If I do managed money and I get a trail, a commission, a fee, an asset under management, whatever, I get paid more at the end of the day. If I have you as a client for 10 years, am I going to make more on something that pays me one time? Or am I gonna, is it going to be better if I get paid each year? Duh. I mean, I, I you know, and I, I get a little bit frustrated because my whole thing is, should you get rid of your advisor? Should you get rid of your stockbroker? I'm not saying that. I'm thinking you should always make sure you do your due diligence. And you might even, you know, some people sit with us and they get information and then they go back to their advisor and they ask questions and they wind up making changes. That is not a bad thing. I've always said next to your health, your money is pretty darn important. So we want people to be educated. You know, the, things are a little bit different here lately at my home. Sandy, your mom, my wife, our office manager, and general all around good person. She has been under the weather for about a week and a half now. Well, it's, it's, and I, again, you got on me for violating her HIPAA rights last week, but it, it's not sickness like COVID or monkeypox. Remember monkeypox? Hope that one comes back. Oh, by the way, last week I brought up that white pneumonia, you know, the new, the new health thing. That's been very quiet the last week. So I'm waiting to see if that's going to grow legs. You know, it's an election year coming up. Not that I'm a conspiracy theorist. But anyway, so with your mom, it, it's, it's like a nerve issue. So it, it's funny because her mobility has been lessened. And it's, it's funny. I've really, really been thinking a lot this week about what if she's young. She's in her mid fifties. I've been thinking about people, you know, we were, our main office is housed out of Sun City. There's a lot of people that have the issues that she's been experiencing, but they have it more permanently. And it's like, we, we do a great job talking about long-term care. You know, I mean, I, I, my take on long-term care, you better address it. Either you're, you're wealthy enough to self-insure or you're not wealthy enough and you have to spend down and familiarize yourselves with the all tech planning rules, or you buy long-term care insurance and you, you convey that risk over to an insurance company. We can educate you on those three things. We can tell you 
if what's good for you is a hybrid of the three things. We realize that traditional pay, long-term care insurance, you know, you pay 400 bucks a month. We, we realize that landscape has changed over the last 20 years. So we can explain to you, looking at your assets, can you do some sort of an asset-based coverage? I can tell you my experience, as long as I've been in Sun City, 100% of all women better deal with this. Override your husband. Say you want to know what your plan is. Sit down with Anthony and make sure you have a plan. Even if your plan is to do absolutely nothing, at least you've got the education and you've addressed it. it, it it's When I say 100% of all women, women, you live longer than us to begin with. We die younger to begin with. We tend to die more suddenly, heart attack, stroke, that sort of thing. You live longer. You wind up with more mobility issues. You get more arthritis. You get more you know, osteoporosis, those things. So uh, this week has really opened my eyes that I'm going to start being a little bit more assertive on making sure I understand people's plan. And I'm not talking about people that come in and they're 82 and they want to know what to do. I'm talking about people in their 40s and 50s. You better start watching for this stuff because you never know what's next. You might actually need long-term care when you're in your 50s. You know, I mean, I don't know. And I talked to a couple of clients this week too, or not clients, um, some perspective. But when we talk about retirement planning in general, we put a big focus on income. And for this long-term care, you know, we don't like standard long-term care insurance because if you pay into it and, you know, you get closer to needing it, they could raise rates and maybe you can't afford it. Or you pass away before that and that's all wasted money. So we prefer asset-based long-term care, but I don't even know how to suggest that to people unless they have a lot of money. Because if they don't, you know, we've got to, we got to use what we can for their income in case they stay healthy. I mean, at what point do you start talking about the asset-based long-term care? Because you really got to, unless they have their income situation set up already, I don't know if anybody really has enough. Well, we haven't brought up in a while. I mean, one of the one of the tools we have at our disposal, you know, the tripler. You know, you you can take a portion of your assets, put it with an insurance company. Yeah, here I go again on the insurance companies, so it's safe and guaranteed, and you can use it for your income. So you can use it for your income if you need it. If you at what if point you, do you think people can afford to do even something like that? You know, that, that depends. I mean, if somebody comes in our office and they have $50,000 or less, we already know your long-term care plan is going to be all techs. You're going to have your $2,000 in the bank, your vehicle, your primary residence. We might, you know, even, even be in favor of a uh, reverse mortgage at that point or downsizing with, you know, who knows, but no, I mean, we're not talking about people with $50,000. When you're talking about somebody with a quarter of a million, you know, absolutely. We're going to talk about it. We want to ladder your money out, but the, the beauty of like the tripler it's safe. It leverages your money. Say you put in a hundred thousand out of your two hundred fifty thousand. You can use it for income. So it, it's it's part of your pension planning. If you don't need it, if you die in your sleep, there's a bit of elevated death benefit for your spouse or your kids or or whomever's your beneficiary. But if you need it for long term care insurance, you've just turned a hundred thousand dollars into three hundred thousand dollars towards your care. So to me, that's huge. But, you know, like you're saying, a lot of financial planning, it's all based on your income, your assets, your date of birth, 
you know, the only thing that most advisors seem to not worry about with your financial planning, the world around you. So we we hope we're different in this sea of similarity in that we're looking also at your income, your assets, your date of birth, your risk tolerance, all that stuff. You know, we have pie charts. We can even do pie charts for you. Not trying to brag, but at Rochford and Associates, we can do colorful charts for you. But, uh, you know, we add the world we around you. We can do colorful charts. I don't even know that you know how to turn on your computer. I have crayons. You know, I'm about tired of you today. I want to end the show right here. I've had enough of you today. Oh, that's great timing because that is it for today's show. (laughs) If you like what you heard, if you have questions about any of the topics today or want to sit down with us to review your personal situation, you can reach us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web, anothermoneyshow.com. There's a contact form. You can schedule appointments with us right from the website. Uh, You can find us on YouTube. You can also listen to us, all the old podcasts, um, wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, all that fun stuff. There are no minimums to sit down with us. You know, you listen to some of these radio shows and you have to have 250 or 500,000. You know, that's unacceptable. People need help. In fact, if you don't have money, you probably need more help than those that do. So there's no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. There's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. We will see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to insure and protect your assets with a smart plan. Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran owned and proud to serve Americans like you. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. 
Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes from the Biden administration, and how it could affect your retirement? Then listen to Another Money Show with J.R. Rochford and Anthony Correo. Learn how you can reduce the taxes you pay before and during retirement. Another Money Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Schedule your free no-obligation consultation now by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444.